Caesar Football Tailgate is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Hoosier Football Tailgate. Hope each and every one of you got a chance to watch the Bryant Haynes, the new defensive coordinator for the Indiana Hoosiers interview that I did with him uh, Wednesday and um, had a great conversation with my former assistant. Very proud of what he's been able to accomplish in his young coaching career. And I think you uh, hit it on the head with his youthfulness. He's aggressive. He's going to be aggressive. That's his nature. Tremendous football player at Ball State University. Had it not been for a few injuries, then he would have been able uh, to possibly get a chance in the pros. So, but it's uh, Indiana's gain. Coach Signetti bringing him with him to Indiana. And it's a return to Indiana for him. And I think it's going to be a great benefit for those things and the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, before we get on with tonight's show, I want to thank personally the sponsorship of Bet Online. Remember, right now with the Super Bowl fastly approaching NBA basketball, NHL, college hoops, you name it. Uh, they've got it. Uh, number one sports wagering site, uh, bet online. Remember, uh, you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with bet online. They'll have all your odds, up to date stats, information, news right at your fingertips, either on your mobile device or desktop. Remember, bet online is where the game starts. And again, thank you for joining us here at Indiana at the Hoosier Football Tailgate. If you could do me a favor, please like, subscribe, comment. Uh, whether it be on YouTube, uh, X, or Facebook. I appreciate your dialogue feedback as much as possible as I try to orchestrate content that I can bring to you that's going to have an interest for you in watching. So by, by all means, please feel free to comment. I will try to answer those, uh, any suggestions or comments in general. But appreciate that. Tonight, got a two-segment uh, set up tonight. Number one, talk a little bit about spring football and the uh, dates of practice. And also joining us in a few minutes will be Matt Weaver from pigs.com. And we'll talk a little bit of junior recruiting and everything that goes into that here in a minute. But first and foremost, kind of want to uh, discuss this um, spring practice schedule as the Hoosiers are ramping up here shortly uh, once they get beyond the month of February uh, and the end of March, they're going to start practice right now. Coach is still on the road, tidying up, uh, putting the 24 class to bed and working diligently on the 25 and 26 recruits and getting a chance to try to get them on campus. That's something that we'll talk to Matt about as well, but, Coach Signetti did release the, uh, his spring practice. As you can see, his first practice will be the 21st. And they're going to do a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday format, a.m. 
practices on the weekdays. Saturdays will be kind of a wait and see AM PM type of, uh, of um, practice, but those things will work themselves out. But uh, starting there, probably right after that spring break uh, for Indiana is concluded. So no pre spring break practices that you have seen before uh, from Indiana. And also remember, make sure you're checking uh, practice updates on Indiana's website and finding which uh, uh, practices are open to the public, which I believe there probably will be uh, a couple here and there um, as they go through spring practice. But you can see that the 21st will be the start date. That'll be day one. I'll, uh, the first couple of days, I do believe they're just in helmets. And I'll talk about some of the philosophy of spring practice and how the NCAA has really uh, kind of put a cork in what you can and can't do with um spring practice as a whole um but the 21st and 23rd and then you get your first full week there of three practices uh tuesday thursday friday as we swing into april again a pretty good month of practices there through the month of april with a couple saturdays i'm sure will be some scrimmages now the big date is the 18th the spring game will be played on thursday evening more information will be coming on that i'm sure but as of right now that is in coordination as that will be the little five weekend and that is a huge tradition on the campus at indiana university and hope that Thursday night, hope to capture the start off of Little Five with a big showing in the stadium. I hope people can come, even though it's during the weekday and it's probably going to be somewhere around seven o'clock, eight o'clock uh, time frame. But those details will come out at the appropriate times. And again, I think that's going to be a great weekend to be involved at Indiana as it pertains to Little Five and a little bit of football. And then even after that, they have some practices still on the docket that run up to the 30th, which will be their 15th and final practice. Now, some of the rules spring practice garners um, with 15 total practice, you can have 12 of those practices out of the, out of those 12 practices, you choose eight of them are what they call thud tackling, which means they are not going to tackle to the ground. And there is theoretically no, I believe 11 on 11, uh, a lot of inside drills, um, seven on seven, one on ones. Uh, but those days mostly will probably be in uppers. Then that means just your helmet and your shoulder pads. Uh, the first two practices I already said is mostly helmets only. And those are what they call acclimation periods to get kids up to speed. And you're just not throwing the pads on and, but you know, getting after day one. And um, then you've got <clears throat> three out of uh, eight practices. You can go 11 on 11 scrimmage type. So like the 18th, that would be a date of full pads, full out scrimmage, tackle to the ground and uh, utilizing everything from A to Z like you do in a football game. And then they can have two other 
scrimmages as well in that uh, spring practice format. Why are scrimmages um, kind of a double-edged sword? One, you don't want to have injury, but when you go 11-on-11 tackling to the ground, that uh, can happen. And the other fact of the equation is you need that to evaluate your talent. You've got a quarterback room that's got four capable or three capable quarterbacks in it right now um, with uh, O'Rourke, Taven, Brock Lowry, and there may be a walk-on or two there uh, also. So you got that room that is a really talented room. Uh, and Tyler Cherry, I forgot. Tyler Cherry is on campus and will be participating in spring practice. So right there, you've got a lot of talented quarterbacks that are going to be competing throughout the spring period, working for that number one position. Then add to, add to that equation the wide receiver room, which is overly stacked with talent. And uh, and a lot of these coaches are in the process of evaluating these kids and what they have. I remember that's one question Bryant Haynes answered, you know, how he uh, evaluated the kids that were in the program or in the portal. And he wanted to see the ones that were fighting tooth and nail to the end, regardless of score, who was the guys he felt were with them and who were the guys that, you know, all honesty, they they probably wouldn't work in their system, including the portal guys. Who were they going to fight to get out of the portal and keep? And those that they weren't too uh, worried about sending them on their merry way. So, you know, that's the thing with these uh, practices and such is that it's very important for the coaches and the players to have the opportunity to be evaluated and the coaches to give every kid within the program uh, opportunities to compete and show what they can or cannot do. Um, I remember in, in my coaching days at the division one level, we had to grade every film, every rep a kid took, we had to grade you know, whether it was a positive or a minus, why it was a positive or a minus. Uh, if it was quarterbacks, we kept a daily total of uh, completion percentages, passes that they threw, how many did they complete, how many did, you know, did they throw any interceptions on the day, did they make any uh, blown uh, calls at the line of scrimmage on certain checks or protections. So you're evaluating essentially 15 quote-unquote game-like uh, scenarios that you go through in these practices in order to see who's the kids that are practicing at a optimal level and are rising to the top of the depth chart and those that still need a little time to get acclimated to the system and such. So these 15 practices for coach Signetti and all the coaches are going to be vitally important that they get out of each and every day, something uh, that gives them Uh, an evaluation on a player or a kid so that at the end of this uh, they'll have player meetings, uh, individual player meetings with the position coaches and they will discuss their performance and they will go through each and every one of these practices on how a kid performed throughout practice, giving them an overall grade 
What do they need to work on? What do they need to improve on? And where they set on the depth chart as it pertains coming out of spring ball. And then I'm sure uh, Coach Signetti will probably selectively talk to uh, kids as well. And, and do the same thing and reinforce what the position coach said. So these are all vital, important uh, aspects of spring practice and what has to be, be accomplished here uh, over the next 15 days. And it will be here before you know it. And remember, I'm not quite sure which practices will or will not be open to the public um, those are things that you'll have to check with, with on the IU website, you know, uh, the football site, as well as just maybe the front page of IU Sports um, to get information on whether a practice may or may or may, may, or may not be open. Uh, usually, um, the, the, normally, it's not. Um, there may be a, a one or two. Uh, that they may open to the public for a certain amount of time and then, you know, kick the reporters and stuff out as they continue on to do what they need to do and not be bothered by guys taking pictures or film or video or whatever. But uh, it vitally important for the Hoosiers, vitally important for the coaching staff and how they will um, probably look at how they will orchestrate those 15 days. Now, these are, pure speculation on my part. I have no insider knowledge or uh, ideas of what and, you know, how they may do things for their spring ball. I'm just using it from the perspective that I utilized or what I've been a part of as a coach at a D1 school with 15 practices and what we did and how we did it and how we broke out the practices and such. And Coach Signetti has kind of set up that uh, dynamic with how they're practicing Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturdays. So that kids n- understand that um, Friday nights are not a night to be out on the town. It's a night to get your, get your body right and mind right to get up on Saturday and get after it. And if you choose to do those things that college kids like to do on Friday nights, or in some cases, Thursday nights, uh, it could be very uh, detrimental to your position group and your position on the depth chart if you're not doing the right things and doing the things you need to do to win. And so we'll have more on on that specifically coming up. Uh, when we come back, we'll have Matt Weaver come on from pigs.com to talk a little bit recruiting all right here on the Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Welcome back to Hoosier Football Tailgate here on the Believe Network. Remember, Bet Online is all sports wagering website. Believe B L E A V for a promotional balance deposit of fifty percent on top of your initial deposit. Bet Online is where the game starts. And joining us tonight, Matt Weaver, recruiting guru extraordinaire. From pigs.com. Matt, what's going on, my man? Not too much. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. As you know, it's just one of those crazy times of years right now is you're trying to put the 24 class to bed and you're trying to get that 25, 26 class uh, in the picture now and in their kind of their cycle that uh, 
dominates this recruiting that we that <laughs> happens now. I guess you could say 365 days a year. Yeah, it, it's it's changed. I remember when I was at IU as a manager, recruiting was important, but now it's with the portal and all the stuff. It's uh, it, it never stops. I mean, even during dead periods, you're still recruiting. Yeah, exactly. And you know, the game has changed so much now. You've all you've really almost have that front office staff of. Uh, staff workers now it's like you have gms and player personal development and these guys that are the ones nowadays that are countlessly going through reports and video and trying to you know say this is the guy we need to recruit this is a guy we you know we can leave leave over here for now it's a it's a totally different scenario from when i was coaching uh you know we would take a breath after February 7th because that was the signing date and then start our morning workouts. And we weren't even thinking about the next class until spring, like May, you know? Uh, And so kind of your thoughts now that you've got these guys that are quote unquote GMs in programs and IU is, you know, coach Signetti's hired two prominent guys uh, from the SEC schools. Now they do have ties to IU, but, you know, kind of what's your impression of now the uh, front office staff that you now see, you know, dominating uh, major college football? Well, I mean, I think a lot of it is is the portal. I mean, you, you've, you know, and it's not just the portal, but I mean, just the way, you know, now you got to almost have a GM with the NIL and the portal and, and, you know, recruiting like, like we just talked about has become such a monster. I mean, I think at IU, they've got a director of college scouting, a director of player personnel offense, a director of player personnel defense. It's headed up by a guy that I know really well, and Matt Wilson. He was at IU uh, when coach, when Tom Allen first came in, he came over from Tennessee, and he is a great guy, and he's really, really good at what he does. And he's brought in some really talented guys, as you mentioned, from LSU and some other places, guys he's worked with in the past uh, and has a relationship with. So, I mean, I just think this is the nature of the beast now. I mean, it's becoming – you know, uh, you know, it's uh, you don't want to say it's become exactly like the pros, but it's it's getting really close with how you have, like you said, a front office and and a GM and and um, these personnel guys and scouts and all this kind of stuff and all the you have a bunch of interns that are doing work for you. Um, you know, I remember when I was at IU, I started recruiting. I think I might have been the recruiting department that was entering um, profiles into a database. I mean, I don't know if they had recruiting guys back in that time so yeah right it's crazy crazy. like you said it's changed so much i mean like you said once what once you you well first of all february is not even the signing day anymore but you 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 think about recruiting round the clock all the time you know like i said even during dead period you're still recruiting yeah i uh one of the things that uh bryant had mentioned about this 24 class you know you never totally shut the door on the possibility of someone slipping through the cracks that you really like and you end up signing that in that February date. But um, I mean, you you really look at what you guys do now with recruiting and all, you know, you're basically qualified to do what the guys are doing at at IU or any school, because that's your focus. Um, They're doing the same thing. Um, uh, And I, I would imagine, you know, those guys are pretty reliant on people like yourself uh, just as an extra, you know, voice in the air. 
Yeah, and I mean, I think sometimes, you know, guys might tell us something that maybe, you know, they won't tell a coach or something or, you know, we can, you know, obviously, you know, I don't work for IU, obviously, but my job is to do stories on the guys they're recruiting. And, you know, it's not necessarily publicizing the program, but, you know, you're, 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 you're trying to get the guy, you know, these, these pieces out on these guys that they're recruiting and keep people informed. And, and, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, um, um, I, I'm going to break something right now on your site. Uh, they just got a commitment. <laughs> I Here just we got go. A message. I, they just got a commitment from Matt Merrick. He's an offensive lineman. I think he's from Illinois. He just got offered at the junior day this past weekend. And uh, he's already in the hopper class of 25. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he's, I don't know if he's announced that. Uh, but um, yeah, he just, I just got a message. Well, it's like I always say, they, you know, it's nice that they make those verbal commitments, uh, but there's a long time between now and that early signing period in December. Um, and and uh, while sometimes things don't happen, but the kid, you know, makes it all the way through, but it's nice to have somebody that, you know, wants to, you know, step up and say, hey, I believe in what you're doing and let's go. So let me ask you one question on the 24 class, get your feeling on that one. Then we'll jump to the, these 25 and 26 and I'll kind of let you do your thing um, with that. But overall, um, even though coach Signetti, you know, kind of got a late start, he just, he kept some of coach Allen's um, recruiting class, not all got some guys back out of the portal, got guys from the portal. What was your, how was your overall evaluation of this class uh, from your perspective? Well, I mean, I thought they did a pretty good job. I mean, it's, it's tough. I mean, when you come in, I think when he was hired, I mean, obviously Tom Allen was, was let go right after the Purdue game. Um, uh, yeah. Matt just, just confirmed it. He just committed. Um <laughs> Uh, he's interesting real quick on him. He's from the same high school as Dan Feeney, Carl Sandberg over in Illinois. So okay. Yeah. Really Illinois. good high school. I, yeah. yeah that's, or I think it's Orland park, which is right outside Chicago. Yep. Um, so yeah, he's a uh, offensive lineman. It's it'd be, it'd probably be an interior guy. Like a lot of guys, he plays tackle for his high school team, but probably fits better on the interior, but I thought they did a good job back to your question, you know, um, especially in the portal. I mean, we'll see. I mean, obviously you know how it is coach. I mean, it, it these it's these sites, my site that we the rankings are fun, but I mean at the end of the day, um, when you get on the field, nobody's a four star. Everybody's starting from the same spot. Obviously, yeah. expectations may be different for some guys because you know of their background. But the bottom line is, you got to go out and do it on the field. I mean, I've seen we've seen two star guys become really good players, and we've seen four guy, star guys, you know, be disappointments. It's just you know, uh, but at the end of, at the end of the day, usually the higher ranked guys, you know, seem to pan out more. I thought they did a good job in the, in the portal. Um, you know, I think they filled a lot of needs. I, I would say the one spot where maybe you'd like to see another guy or two is D line. And as a coach, I'm sure you, you to me, you can never have enough D linemen, never, yeah, never have enough pass rushers, guys like that. Um, but overall, uh, I think they did a good job. Obviously you hit, you, you bring him back McCauley, bring him back Carter Smith, adding a guy like Curtis Rourke, um, the other receivers too. I, I think yeah. they were kind of getting overlooked. I mean, the Surratt kid from James Madison was terrific, but you got a guy from Wake Forest, from Texas Tech, and from Ohio who are all very productive mm-hmm. and shown they can play at a high level. So running back, you brought in. They brought in a lot of guys actually. Running back is a really crowded room. Um, yep. You know, uh, O line brought in some guys. Then you got a, a terrific coach of Bob Bostat leading that group. So 
you know, it'll be, I think spring ball is going to be really, really interesting. And I'm curious to see, you know, how some of these guys who have been, and nothing against it, but just to have a fresh voice, you know, a Tino Sinceri mm-hmm. in the quarterback room, you know, some of these guys, just a different voice. Sometimes it's not that the old voices weren't good. It's just, you know, sometimes a new voice can maybe unlock something that's, that's there that wasn't being brought out. And it's not anybody's fault. It just happens. So yeah. it'll be interesting. I think I, it, spring ball is going to be different. Usually we start spring ball in like a couple of weeks and then they stop for spring break. That's how Kevin Wilson did it. And Tom Allen kind of continued that they're waiting until after spring break and they're going to do it in like four or five weeks. So it's mm-hmm. going to kind of be a sprint more instead of maybe somewhat of a marathon. So, yeah. um, you know, I think they did a good job. You know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, you know, depth's always been an issue in Indiana, in my opinion. Dave, uh-huh. sometimes you have good starters, but it's when you go to that second guy or even that third guy, the drop-off can be kind of significant. So I think they've done a good job adding some depth. But we'll see. what The proof will be in the pudding, as they say, you know, come next fall. No question. Offensively speaking, quarterback room, highly competitive. You've got four guys in it, all pretty much top guys. Of course, Curtis O'Rourke coming from Ohio U. And I would say right now he probably has um, the early lead in the quarterback battle. But uh, Taven Jackson could come to life. You never know. You got Brock Lowry. And then, of course, Tyler Cherry coming in, who's there already, will be in that quarterback battle. So that room's ultra competitive. The running back room, ultra competitive. And the wide receiver room, ultra competitive. Because uh, Curtis Rourke, or Rourke brought his number one receiver from Ohio U that you're referencing. He was over a 1,000 yards. And I'm excited to see if they've got those guys now that can really take the top off of a defense down the field. I think that's always been a... a tough thing for Indiana where they really didn't and have that true outside threat uh, that can, you know, go down and catch those 50, 50 balls, but we'll see what happens with spring. I talked about that in the first segment tonight. Let's look at the 20, 25, 26 class, you know, these junior days um, you get, you get a lot of kids in, um, you know, they get, you know, I, and I don't know if Indiana has targeted a specific amount and really limited to the guys that they really think can be. But most times these these junior days do get quite crowded um, with uh, players coming in. I know they've they've already had have they had one or or they've had two. They had two. They had one on Sat this past Saturday, the 27th and another one, the 28th. And then they're going to have one on uh, this upcoming Sunday, the 4th. So they're going to have three of them. So um, from your perspective on some of the things that you've kind of pieced through these junior days, who are some of the kids that you like, wow, I mean, that's a, that'd be a great get, but just getting them here on campus is, is going to do a ton of help because Bloomington kind of sells itself. Yeah, I mean, I'll kind of fast forward. I mean, there were some good kids. Don't get me wrong in the first two junior days, but you know, this upcoming one, you got Julian Lewis coming in from Carrollton, Georgia. This was a kid was I think like number one in the 2026 class. He's a quarterback. He's currently committed to USC, but obviously, it's a soft <laughs> commit because he's visiting Indiana. He's visiting Georgia. I think Alabama is that was on him, and I think they're continuing to be on him with Coach DeBoer now down there. Um, and he, I mean, listen, this is going to be a really tough recruitment. And it's probably going to come down a good part of it to, you know, what kind of NIL package you can put together. But the <laughs> fact that you're getting, you're getting this kid on campus, he's got a great relationship with Tino Sinceri. 
Um, and he is he's not number one in the 25 class he reclassified, but he's still like top 15 or 20. Right. Um, he's he's a stud. He's the real deal. Uh, T.Y. Hilton's son, Eugene Hilton, is going to be visiting this upcoming weekend. And I mean, obviously the names there, but, you know, it's interesting. T.Y. was a smaller guy, obviously a tremendous receiver for the Colts. Um, his son's I think he's about 5'10", probably at best. His son's 6'2". It's, it's, it's kind of like um, not comparing him to Marvin Harrison Jr., but Marvin Harrison was a smaller guy. His son's like three or four yeah. inches bigger. Same thing with the Hiltons. Um, you know, I'm trying to think, just looking at the list here real quick. They got a kid coming out of Buford, Georgia. Uh, my uncle uh, lives down there. My, my cousin went to Buford for a couple of years. That is an absolute factory of a football program. I mean, all they do is win and produce high major D1 players year after year. Um, uh, trying to think else here. Jarevis Hall, um, mm-hmm. from out of Columbia, Columbia Central Tennessee, a big, like big 6'5, 310 pound. I think he's a four star guy, you know. So they, they've got some good guys. It's, you know, to me, junior days are they, it's kind of a mix. You got those guys that you'd really love to get, you know, the guys that, that you would take a commitment from now, right. guys where you've offered, but maybe you want to build a little bit more relationship. And then there's the guys that you like, but you probably want to see them in camp before you make a decision whether uh-huh. you offer or not. And that's kind of what these junior days are about. I think they've got they've got good kids coming in from different places, and and obviously these are on the on the the kids' dime and their families. So it's a little bit tougher to get guys from farther away. You know that is you know it's expensive. It's hard to it's hard to go from Florida to to Indiana, uh-huh. especially when you're just doing it for half a day. Um, right. But they've got some kids from 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 the South, um, obviously from the Midwest. Um, you know, Tennessee's a state, they're really starting to hit hard again. Um, you know, the Memphis area, Nashville area, um, you know, and so uh, they got some guys from there. I, th- I think they've done a good job and, you know, we'll see, uh, you know, how it goes going forward. But, you know, so far I've been impressed with this staff and the way they recruit. They're aggressive, you know, uh-huh. active on social media, which, you know, whether people like that or not, it's part of the deal. You got to be out right. there and active and, and tweeting and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I, I like what they're doing, um, you know, but we'll see. I mean, like I said, time will tell and we'll see down the road. But so far, I've been impressed with the plan they put together. And I'm not surprised with Signetti and his experience working for Saban as a recruiting guy, working for Chuck Amato as a recruiting coordinator. And I know a lot of times those are titles for coaches. Yeah. But I also know that a lot of times those guys who get that are guys who maybe are the more organized guys. They do a lot mm-hmm. of paperwork stuff. And so that tells me that he's going to have a plan. He's going to be organized and they're going to be really strategic with how they go about this. Yeah. Those guys. And when I was coaching at ball state, we had a guy that was also, you know, a position coach and a recruiting coordinator and very organized, detailed and all that stuff, which, you know, you have to be in recruiting because uh, you don't have time to waste. That's the thing. You don't have time to waste when you're out and about in state talent. I think again, Indiana, as a state football wise, the, the talent that's coming out of Indianapolis, the Fort Wayne area, and even some of the parts south of uh, of Indianapolis and up in the northwest corner of Indiana, um, talent wise, it's a talent rich state again this year. I mean, you talk about Evan Parker, who I believe is at Carmel. Is he at yeah. Carmel? Yeah, he is. He's a big time type of kid. And uh, this Dominic Berry uh, kid, um, I mean, he's kind of a freak of an athlete, I guess, in that regard. Tyler Cherry's brother, right? Kobe. 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 Yeah. Here's a kid that, I mean, one, I didn't know Tyler had a brother. And two, this kid is, I mean, holy smokes. He looks like a, a, 
a tough nut coming off that defensive line type of deal. And he's a stud. He's a stud baseball player. Yeah, he's a heck yeah, of a, a pitcher. Yeah, yeah, he's a big time baseball prospect. So I mean, your biggest fear may be is he, you know, I don't know if he's going to be a draftable guy. He's only a sophomore, but he gets, you know, these sites he gets mentioned as one of the top pitchers in the state as a sophomore, and I think he's six three two forty. So I'm guessing yeah, he's he, pretty hard. Yeah, he's he looks like a a man child is what he looks like. It'd be interesting to see how he progresses this year. Uh, Chandler, uh, wide receiver uh, kid, I think he's an Indianapolis area kid, right? Yeah, LN, yeah, same school as Donovan McCauley and Omar Cooper. Yeah, and then uh, and then who was in the kid that you announced tonight that did go ahead and make a commitment out of uh, Sandberg uh, High School in Chicago? His yeah, name again. Yeah, he, yeah, he hasn't announced yet, but it's Matt. This isn't live, right? No, we're okay. yeah, <laughs> we are so, Come on now, we'll, don't we'll, we'll tell, we'll my tell secrets. Everybody, we'll tell everybody we we broke it. Yeah, it's Matt Merrick, M A R E K. Okay. Um, yeah, M A R E K from from uh, Sandberg. He 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 messaged me. He's got, he said he's got to call some people, but I think he's going to do it tonight. Um. So, but yeah, he uh he's he's committed. I think he's a. I just looked at him. I think he's around six four, six five. Um. You know, like I said, I, I went and saw Dan play in high school. Um, you know, he was obviously a great guard in Indiana and still in the NFL. Uh, he played tackle in high school. You can tell, and he was the guy, he was one of those guys, they would put him in a D tackle when the other team got inside the 10 and mm-hmm. basically just ask him to go blow up <laughs> the center and the That's guard right. and try to collapse that pocket. So they couldn't, they couldn't score. Hey, I forgot to ask you, is, are you on your phone? Yeah. Are you Turn it, turn it sideways. And that way you'll get a, I'll get a bigger pit. There we go. Okay. I'm sorry. Not- there no, I forgot to ask you that. You know, I'm I'm a rookie in this stuff, you know. <laughs> but uh now we get to see a little bit better, get you okay. more in that theatrical theater mode. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I don't know if you want people to see me better. That may not be good for your uh, for your ratings. <laughs> um you know, uh I know that Indiana, you know, they like you said, they have made some offers to kids. I, I'm not quite sure what that number is. Uh, um, is that something that you guys keep a tr- kind of keep a track of of how many offers they're dealing out? Or I started a thread on our board, and I've literally listed all the offers that I, that you know. And then there may be some. Sometimes kids tweet different things. So basically, I'll go into my computer and tweet, you know, or go into Twitter and search or X, whatever it's called offer from Indiana or offer. They, you know, you have to do it so many different ways, or sometimes they'll put offer from at Indiana football, you know, the uh-huh. actual Twitter. so I'll do like five, literally like five or six different searches. I haven't counted. It's a lot. And I'm, and I got an update. I'm like way behind. Cause they've, they've been obviously out <laughs> recruiting and it's like the offers just keep coming. It, you know, so yeah. probably what I'm gonna do is I'm probably at the end of the week, I'm just going to go and update and it, it'll, it takes a little while, but they've got to be, I mean, shoot, they've got to be, if you count, just in 25, they've got to be over 100, 100. I mean, pushing 150. I would, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of guessing, but it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's I, like I tell people on the board, like, you know, a lot of these offers are going to go nowhere. And it doesn't mean uh-huh. there's anything wrong, but you know, you're, you're offering kids, you're basically trying to get in the door, you know, get them interested. To me, I really focus on a kid when I, when I, when I hear he's going to visit, whether it's an unofficial or official, then that tells me both this, obviously the staff likes them and the kid is interested. And that doesn't mean those kids that get offers, it's not important, but to me, that's when it gets serious. When you actually start the actual phase of like, you know, the dating phase and you start meeting face to face, then that's where it's starting to go somewhere. 
Yeah. And that's, again, it's a good point. And I try to use my, this as an educational um, aspect of things, kind of broke down spring practice, what you probably look for and stuff. But, you know, the offers now are like what you said. This is, some of them are, hey, here's an offer. We'd love to have you, but here's a couple things that we need to have happen. You need to come to campus. You need to come to camp or, you know, these type of things. And um, if you're trying to get one quarterback out of your recruiting class, um, there's always a rule of thumb. You have to offer at least four to get one, you know, Mm -hmm. um, in that regard. And um, them getting this big time quarterback that's visiting, like you just discussed, you know, all of a sudden, you know, yeah, he's going to Georgia or he's soft committed to USC, but now getting him on campus is so important and doing so, like you said, that shows another level of, potential uh, kid potentially may be coming to Indiana because he's making it a, a trip to come up. And like you said, these are all unofficial right now um, with everything. Now you guys, when, when the spring, spring practice is over, I think there is another version of the portal that comes open again uh, at that point. Um, I know that there was a ruling in West Virginia that also said, while you may have transferred to one institution and you're immediately eligible, you can transfer another time and still be eligible at that institution. So Indiana coming up after spring are going to have to still again, worry about quote unquote, the portal, maybe not in a good way, you know, it may come down, you know, uh, kids deciding that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be the guy. So I'm going to jump in the portal and go somewhere where I can be. Absolutely. And listen, I mean, I always tell, I always tell people, um, and this is just my, from what I've seen coaches, when it comes down to it, play the guys that they recruit. That doesn't mean you're not going to play a good player. But all things being equal, they tend to lean towards the guy that they brought in themselves, they recruited, they spent the time on. Now, obviously, if you come to a place and you got a stud quarterback or you got you're gonna play that guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, there there's gonna be some guys that were on this roster who stuck around who are probably gonna find out that, hey, you know what? I'm not, I went from second string to third or fourth string. Yeah, I right. From a starter to now I'm fighting, I'm fighting to get on special teams or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there, there's gonna be more attrition on this roster and and Honestly, they're over the 85. I mean, yeah. They're, yeah, they're like they're like I, I think by my numbers. Now, there's some walk-ons in there and uh, you know, walk-on scholarships a lot of times are year to year, so those mm-hmm. can, you know, that can make it a little bit easier, but they're a little bit over and I, you know, um uh you know, they had in fact, I think I was told I was told that you have to they had to get a waiver to be over for spring ball even though I think there was like 10 or 11 kids that aren't coming until June. It's they still count for spring uh-huh. for your roster numbers. So they had to get a waiver to be over and, and, you know, cause it, it, it'll work itself out. I mean, it'll, there will be some guys that, you know, they'll have those conversations with, I'm sure as a coach, you had them, you know, Hey, this is where we're at. You're probably not going to see a lot of playing time. It might be in your best interest to maybe, you know, explore other options. Yeah. And yeah, those are conversations that yeah, you're right. When and especially a change in staff, um, and everything you got a quarterback room where they've already brought in a transfer from Ohio U who is a guy that, uh, coach Signetti said, Hey, 
he played the position. He's played quarterback. Not to say that the guys in that room haven't, but let's face it, this guy's a two, three year starter at Ohio. So he's played on that on that stage. And you got a kid, you got Taven, Brock Lyre, Tower Cherry, and then Alberto Mendoza gonna come to that room as well. Um, you know, you could lose one of those quarterbacks um as well, which you know you hate to, but the fact of the matter is uh, quarterback, you play one. And unfortunately, sometimes you have to, you know, risk that a- a aspect of it, of a kid at the position of quarterback jumping in the portal because he's not going to be the guy. And you said running back, running back is a room that's overly loaded with guys. And so it, w- you know, that's what I always tell, uh, you know, I've been trying to educate and I know you do the same thing on pigs is that, there's still one window that you got to work. You kind of worry about on both sides of the coin. It can be good. It can be bad. You could also pick up somebody as well. Um, that's coming up. So, and then of course the stat, the, the 25s coming into the campuses for recruiting days and such, but yeah, I've been, I've been impressed. Let me say, I've been impressed with, you know, what Sig that he's done with the staff. You know, he's got a young and energetic staff. Uh, I can see their kids being that they're very relatable to kids. You got Bob Bobstead, who's got the old uh, man, you know, uh, stereotype now. And, and, and what he does as an offensive line coach and the fact that he could keep him uh, with Indiana, because I'm sure he had other opportunities. Um you know, I do think it bodes well for the recruiting. Um, and you, like you said, Tino, uh, he must have some magical powers or something because he really relates well with kids. Yeah. And I've, you know, um, you know, he was at Alabama, uh, as a GA, you know, honestly, not, not, not too long ago. And he crossed paths with Dave Ballou, who obviously uh, a mm-hmm. great player, well, good player at Indiana, but great strength and conditioning coach one of the best in the country. And we have a mutual friend and, and he said, blue told him, he said, sincere is a stud. I mean, yeah. he said, this guy is a rock star. And, you know, um, I actually remember him. I'm old enough to remember him back playing back at yeah. back in the day. And Mike Shanahan was uh, the, the OC was his, uh, one of his top, you know, uh, his top targets at receiver. Um, but yeah, I've just heard nothing but good things about uh, Tito Terry. And like I said, it's going to be interesting to see, you know, these returning guys, like I said, not just that, quarterback with all of them but i'm really interested to see you know um and, and we'll you know obviously quarter, curtis Rooks brought in to be the starter and and my money would be on him uh david jackson's a talented kid he's, no he's a kid that, and i'll be interested it's nothing against the four but it'll be interesting to see you know david jackson has had what um two different coaches since he's been mm-hmm. in, in a year at indiana and that's tough i mean especially in a position like that and i'm really interested to see what he can do with a guy like david i you know yeah. i'm not predicting anything but there's there's potential and there's talent in that kid. We saw it against Louisville, and I'm really interested to see because everybody and Tyler Cherry's talented, and these guys they, they're bringing in. Are, but I'm interested to see what what Taven can do under a guy like Tino Sinceri, just yes. a different voice, and maybe maybe he can connect with him and bring out what everybody thought he could be when he was coming out of Center Grove a couple of years ago. Offensively speaking, this offense that they will run, tie it in oriented type of offense, um, will probably be more in uh, Taven's wheelhouse in terms of what he's accustomed to or been around for the most of his, you know, playing career. So that's going to be an immediate positive for him. And you're right. 
we'll see what Tino does with him because it could automatically, the lights could all go on. And next thing you know, you got somebody that you were hoping. And next thing you know, he's a stud. So yeah, it's, been a, it's been a while since we've seen a lot of 10 personnel at Indiana. Yeah. And that's, that's what they're going to run a lot of is, you know, uh, four wideouts and spreading the field. And, you know, it's interesting because the tight end was such a big part of it before. And I'm not saying that they won't use the, the tight end, but it's going to be a little bit different. This is, you know, this is more of a wideout based offense and trying to get those guys out there and getting the ball to them. Yeah, I, I think you'll see that. I think you'll see the 11 personnel, though, if they have tight ends that they can uh, yeah, spread out as a receiver because they got the kid coming with them from JMU, and he was a stud. Um, and I still think there'll be a tight end involved in the equation somehow. But we will wait to see what all comes about. I appreciate you coming on, Matt. I know that you had to go get your son from karate, and you're coming back. You're trying to <laughs> potentially break break news and uh as a as far as a commit goes but uh uh appreciate it my man and again i encourage you though those that are you know kind of enjoy the recruiting component of everything get on pigs.com matt and the, the whole group there that does everything with the recruiting and trail uh staying on these kids they do such a great job of it so really appreciate what you do and i appreciate that you come on here Oh, no problem. Anytime. I, it's, always, it's always fun to talk to you. All right, buddy. That's Matt Weaver from Peaks.com. Appreciate him coming on here tonight and uh, being a part of the Hoosier football tailgate. Now, remember, spring football right around the corner. Uh, February goes quick. It's the shortest month of the year. And then right after that spring break period, they will come back and – Get rolling with spring football. And like uh, Matt said, it's going to be more of a sprint than a marathon because it's in a condensed window of time. February 18th, spring game, Memorial Stadium, part of Little Five uh, weekend down at Bloomington. Going to be a night practice and scrimmage in the stadium. Hope that you can get out and make uh, room for that, even though it's on a week uh, weeknight. Uh, but I know the boys at uh, Indiana would really appreciate a big crowd and really getting behind this group of kids as well as staff as they head into the off season. But again, thanks to Bet Online for their sponsorship of uh, the Hoosier Football Tailgate and. I thank you for joining us here tonight. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe. But for now, I am the coach, Shannon Griffith, and this has been the Hoosier Football Tailgate right here on Believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.